Do you want to know what one of my secret weapons is for conversion? One of the greatest apps that I've used in my entire real estate career? Well, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, we have the veritable Bond villain and creator of such an app named Real Scout, Andrew Fleckner, is going to be talking with us about the conception, use, and future stuff that's coming down the pipe. And it's going to be coming up next. Lorimer Podcast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I have an extra special uh, guest today who is not just a guest, ladies and gentlemen, but a mate, a really good mate, someone that I met. I think I first met you 2015 at Inman in San Francisco, Andrew. Um, That's right. And I, uh, you guys know me well enough that I'm not someone that pushes products or uh, um, tries to sell things that I don't believe in. I don't try to sell anything, actually, other than houses. Um, and uh, Andrew Flackner is joining us today, who is one of the co-founders of Real Scout, which we're going to get into in a minute. And the reason that I'm bringing this to you, my real estate lovelies, or just my entrepreneurial lovelies, is because when I first heard about Real Scout, what is it, six years ago now, I was like, holy crap, that is exactly what we need. And I made a point of rushing up to, to Andrew to talk about how I could get involved with my company. And I was lucky enough to get involved early on. And just for you people out there, if you don't know what Real Scout is, and this is this is going to be a very very real estatey podcast. So if you're not into real estate, you, you might want to you know switch over to Joe Rogan. But um, if you are into real estate, you should listen because Real Scout is the following. One of the biggest problems I've always had with 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 dealing with buyers. And the MLS is the MLSs or MLSI, however the the, the vernacular is for multiple, uh, is archaic and looks like crap. And there's no way to see who's looking at what. And Andrew and his team came up with a product that is essentially like a plugin between the MLS and your buyers. So your buyers get this sexy interface. They get to text message you through it. They get to treat it essentially like a Redfin. And you get all of the analytics on the back end of who's looking at what, how long, how many times they've looked at it, when they last opened it. So if you're working with 20 buyers, part of the gig is you've got to figure out who's good and who isn't. So we're going to get into that in a minute. But real, you should listen to the podcast the whole way through because Real Scout is the nuts. I've used it forever and I can't imagine a world without it. So with that, ladies and gentlemen... I want to formally introduce my mates, Andrew Flagner. Thanks, Pete. Good to be good to be here with you this morning. Big round of applause, son. Big round. You look, look like you're in a lovely mid-century home right there, but I guess we can pick <laughs> our COVID backgrounds, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so we'll get into Real Scout in a minute because entrepreneurialism is a large part of your story. And you and I uh, are connected in outside of real estate, which is music. <laughs> so tell us about your entrepreneurial beginnings. Yeah, so it, it's probably hard to believe, but I, I started my first business when I was eight years old, and it was in the DJ business. Uh, I, you know, to be 
truth what was were you probably- DJing at eight? <laughs> Hard techno? <laughs> it was really just, you know, uh, a friend and I, two cute kids in a boom box, and we were hired to DJ, you know, elementary school functions. I wouldn't even call them a dance because it was elementary school. It was, you know, uh, a Halloween uh, event or something like that. And we got paid 30 or $40 to, to DJ that. But wow. it, it actually evolved over the years into a full service event company in Los Angeles. And we would do the bar mitzvahs and the weddings and the birthday parties and uh, we did everything from, you know, Long Beach to, you know, San Pedro. And it was a it was a great time. And I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about music. Uh, we do all the high school events and and and, and um, uh, dances and prom and things like that. And then uh, eventually when I was 16, I, I sold the company to like a San Diego based uh, event services company. But it was a great time. It was, it was a lot of fun. I have some great pictures I can share with you. We can put them in the show notes. Some people would call it a hobby right back then. But you monetized it, and then you sold it. Now I have to ask, what did you sell it for? <laughs> I can't. I, I prefer not to show the 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 price, but it, it was really more of an asset purchase. It was an asset purchase um, for you know our equipment, but also for our book of business. And over the years, we'd built up a, a respectable book of business. Um, and and I, 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 I had a great time building that company. It taught me a lot about everything from contract law because we, we you know, would engage in contracts with our, our, our customers or our clients and um, financing equipment. At the time, I think, uh, you know, my, my parents financed some of the equipment, but we paid them interest. And it was, it was a great uh, test run when it comes to uh, starting any kind of business and, and making sure that you're meeting the needs that exist in the market. Right. Amazing. I mean, listen, it's mind-blowing that you started business at eight and sold it at 16. But that's not where it begins and ends. And we are going to get into Real Scout in a minute. But I kind of want to – I love piecing together the journey of – I think, you know, I think being an entrepreneur, which is a word that is very sexy now when I was a kid, my mother used to say – entrepreneur is just a fancy word for people with money who are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And and that really, it landed with me. But I guess if if one is, has that thirst for business and for, for ventures, um, you know, it didn't stop with, with, uh, with the DJing, you got into vending machines and how old were you then? So that was towards the end of my my college experience. So this would must have been around 2010. And what we did was a uh, co-founder and I realized that there was a need for healthy food vending in public schools in California. This was right about the time where um, uh, junk food vendors were getting kicked out of public schools through two Senate bills. So Pepsi and Coke, who really treated their vending program as billboards, they didn't even make money on the vending machines. They just wanted to get young kids hooked on their products. And once that was kicked out, this was at a time where schools were already in financial need. We rose to the occasion and we realized that you know we can purchase vending machines, fill them with you know good, healthy, all natural snacks with no preservatives, no artificial flavors or ingredients. And you know, we're talking pop chips and pirate's booty and uh, coconut water and seaweed and things like that. Um, we also uh, put credit card machines on those uh, vending machines, which uh, seems like table stakes today, but that was kind of a new idea back in 2010. Uh, and we had remote inventory management, so we can see that, you know what, the pop ships in this machine or at this school are, are running low. So we built that out and, and you know, we, we signed some pretty you know, significant contracts, including San Jose Unified School District here in the Bay Area. 
um, Stone Brewing Company in San Diego, um, really cool businesses and, and, and schools all across California. And then eventually, you know, that got acquired by um, Canteen, which is you know the leader in, in vending. So very different business than real estate. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but it for was sure. a lot of fun. So then how did you transition into real estate? I mean, I will say this, most people look at real estate, not most, a lot. Of, I, I think out of all the real estate agents I know, I would say 90% of them, it's a second career, maybe 95%. Whereas you kind of came out the gate uh, jumping into real estate. How, how did you, what are the footsteps that took you to that? Yeah, absolutely. So somewhere in between DJing and the vending machine business, uh, it was actually in high school when I began selling real estate. So um, I was in Palos Verdes, um, going to high school at Peninsula High School. And what I what I realized at the time is that, hey, I would love to make a side stream of income. Um, and I actually applied to Kinko's, got rejected. Um, and I was like, hmm, you know what, what, what if I think a little bit bigger, it'd be great to sell some of this real estate around me in Palos Verdes. <laughs> so what I did was I, I, I sought out um, one of the top brokers in Palos Verdes. Uh, his name is Al D'Amico of, of Keller Williams in Palos Verdes. And um, I, I knocked on his door. He still tells this story to this day because I knocked on his door and said, hey, I want to you know, be one of your, your agents. And he said, you can be my intern. And I said, nope, I want to be one of your agents. And I kept coming back to his office for about six weeks until he said yes. And then I became one of his buyer specialists. You know, I still had, you know, acne. I was a teenager. Um, and, uh, you know, but he would mentor me and coach me. And uh, I, I started selling real estate. But it was in my role as a real estate agent that I realized that agents and brokers have really been left behind when it comes to technological innovation, right? Our consumers have access to great products, right. have great apps on their phone, they're searching on Zillow and Redfin, and then the agents are stuck with this decades-old MLS experience, which kind of gets the job done for an agent, but when it comes to captivating consumers, good luck, right? I've, I've never met any consumer that said, I love the MLS property alerts. I would never <laughs> want to use Zillow, right? That never happens. And what that does is it, it drives a wedge between an agent and a client. And that was the impetus for founding Real Scout. We thought that they're, they're, we could do a better job captivating consumers and put the agent and the broker back at the center of the home search, back at the center of the transaction. You know, one of the things, and the moment I... I realized that there was an interface between the MLS and and the the potential buyers was a it was a big aha because it was a need right you filled a need because one of the worst things uh, when I was a new agent back in 2005 and six and seven you're working your ass off and you're, you're sending all of these listings to all of these people and you know who's looking and who isn't and and you think that you've got your you've got your 20 your list of 25 buyers and you know these top five are all going to buy, and these bottom five are never going to buy. And then Real Scout comes along, and it, and it kind of pulls the veil off because now I can see that my top five are not really looking at anything, and my bottom 10, who I thought were dead and gone, are actually the most active. So then I bring my focus down to those 10, and my conversion rate goes through the, through the roof. It's like, a, right. it's like a total secret, you know? Absolutely. And there's other insights too. Like for instance, uh, have you ever had a, a client who, you know, you were helping find a home for in the Valley say, Hey, great news, Pete. I actually found a home in Santa Monica and I, I bought it with a, a Santa Monica expert. 
those are types of insights that you you really can't get if your client is searching on Zillow or on Redfin. They're not going to send you a memo and say, "Hey, Pete, heads up, your client is searching in a new market now." Um, and and Real Scout really, like you said, takes the veil off and and really allows you to to gain those insights, which are red hot conversion moments. Right, you're in the business right. of converting your pipeline into you know uh, successful transactions. How do you do that if you don't have visibility into your clients? It's all guesswork. It was just endless hours of guesswork and frustration thinking, did they see it? Did they not see it? What's going on? And and I liked it so much that we actually instituted at my former company, PLG, we instituted it company-wide. And, you know, the agents are like, great, we're getting something for free. Fantastic. But I noticed that a lot of agents, a lot of the top producing agents started using Real Scout to kind of uh, disseminate the the buyers in their buyer pool to their team members. Like the the super hot buyers went to Jesse, and the medium buyers went to Brian, and the you know the long shots went to the intern. And it was a way to make it incredibly efficient, boost the conversion rate, and at the same time service the client. Because if you see a client's looked at a house three times, it's time to pick up that phone and go, hey, you know, I think one two three Green Street might be the perfect house for you. Let's go see it. Well, it's also about workflow, right? The way it works today is uh, a a consumer is searching on a national portal. They see a property they like. They take a screenshot or copy and paste the link and send it to the agent. Then the agent goes back to the office and logs into the MLS. I mean, if you could have the agent and client using the same software and they're both using the mobile app or they're both using the web interface, the communication, the collaboration is much more streamlined. And that's really what we're after. And again, I want to just underscore this entire podcast. This is not a paid podcast. And, you know, Real Scout are not paying us, paying me to say this. I happen to love the product and endorse it. And I get nothing from it. There's no kickbacks or paybacks. I'm someone that likes to share uh, the knowledge and tools that I think can help us all better service our clients. And, and for me, Real Scout, I actually have to thank Raj for it because I think I heard. Raj get it and I'm like oh there's that real scout name again if Raj gets it I'm getting it and so um you know we I chased after you and got it um so now this is just one facet of real scout there this is the, the program has been doing this buyer analytics for five six years now you are layering on a whole gang load of other stuff so if someone's mm-hmm. if someone's interest is peaked, what else does is it does it do? Sure. So we, we talked a little bit about the consumer search interface, and and just to to showcase a couple more features in that uh, experience that really make it special. Um, we we were we were the first to use artificial intelligence to automatically classify photographs in the MLS. So if you imagine two or three listings that your your consumer is really excited about, being able to see those listings side by side, room by room seeing the kitchens side by side and the bedrooms and the bathrooms, it really is a beautiful and intuitive way to search for a home. Um, but yeah, to move on to, to your point about what's next for Real Scout, what's next for our customers, there's something far more strategic and interesting about what we're doing than collaborative home search. Believe me, collaborative, collaborative home search is, is absolutely important, but that's a staple. That's, again, table stakes for the industry. How can you be selling real estate if you're not involved in the home search? So, you know, we... we we checked that box, but what we're moving on to is really about identifying um, 
a real-time pulse on home buyer demand. If you think about it, most brokerages out there don't even know how many buyers their agents are working with, let alone any information about the, the buyers in aggregate within their market. So let me let me explain it this way. We have um, you know nearly 200 brokerages on our platform with tens of thousands, nearly 100,000 agents using our system, and they have hundreds of thousands of, of buyers or more. And what you can identify about their behavior is what price point they're looking at, looking at how their um, search patterns have changed, what's happening in your market. So a great example about why this is so important is during the pandemic, right? This is a time where the market is very volatile. It's very dynamic. And if I was selling my house, I wouldn't want an agent relying on the comps from a year ago or six months ago to help inform my pricing strategy. Sure, that's part of the puzzle, but I want to know what the buyer demand is doing right now. And with Real Scout, because we have so many people using our platform, we can start to reveal insights. Insights such as, you know, hey, this home in Studio City is, um, you know, my my the seller thinks it's worth a million, but at 970, we can capture 10% more of the buyers. That's a really important insight. It's not about what the neighbor's house sold for six months ago. It's about what's happening right now in the market. Um, we also have something called a market alert where if I were an agent, I'd set up everyone in my sphere for one of these market alerts because it'll say, hey, Pete, um, I'm sure you want to know what's happening right now in this part of Los Angeles. Here's a heat map that's interactive that shows where the buyer activity is concentrated. And by the way, you can see over time how the buyer demand has changed due to the pandemic, due to economic uncertainty, due to the stimulus, due to migration patterns, whatever it may be, you can have that data at your fingertips. And we're really just getting started. I think the next big thing that we'll be sharing um, soon has to do with reverse prospecting, where mm -hmm. you as an agent, a listing agent at CGL can match your listing with any of the buyer agents at CGL or outside of CGL, right? If you have a great listing, wouldn't you want to know if there is a, I don't know, Coldwell Banker agent that has the perfect buyer for your listing? Of course you would. And that type of reverse prospecting is going to allow for transactions to take place that would have otherwise not. Right. I mean, there are so many layers to this and we're barely kind of scratching the surface. I, I also want to, to, to state that all, all, with the Real Scout uh, um, uh, program, each agent gets a nifty little landing page that they can drop into their social media. You can change the pictures out, but you've all seen these things on Facebook and everywhere that go, what's the value of my home, right? Which I think is so generic and horrible. Whereas with the Real Scout landing page now, you've got, you can embed, you've got the embed code. You can drop it on any website and it might be something like, let's say Studio City again. It might be like, check out some of Studio City's secret homes or whatever the phrase is. And when people click, they come through to the search engine where you can set the parameters. And then they, the moment they log in, you got them. And they're on Real Scout and you can see their activity. A lot of my guys have been doing that and they've been doing it very successfully. Yeah, and they're on your branded version of Real Scout. So I want to make that very clear. Real Scout is not a competitor to Zillow. We don't have a consumer brand. This is really a platform that has the, the CGL logo in this case, and it has Pete's headshot on every screen. And it's a great way to build the relationship with that client, right? And, and for a different agent, it would be their headshot and it'd be their brand. So um, we are really just the, um, uh, the lens through which you can package this MLS data and make it 
captivating and, and, and exciting and as you said sexy for a consumer right and so if people want to find out more about it can are there some videos and tutorials and the whole nine yeah, yards where, where can they find it yeah so I, I think if you if you go to realscout.com um you'll you'll see you know the nuts and bolts of the program um but if you are curious about this buyer data vision and how these brokerages are coming together to share buyer data, reveal these really powerful insights. Um, what, what we call these initiatives where these brokerages come together is, is called a buyer graph. And it's very similar to when people refer to Facebook as a social graph. A, 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 a buyer graph is really just a fancy name for a network of buyers on a platform. And there is a uh, eight minute documentary style film that we put together on the buyer graph. Um, and that'll be in the show notes. It's um, learn.realscout.com slash biograph. And, um, and that'll be in the show notes. Definitely take a look at that because it explains what's what, something what's called a network effect, which is the, the notion that as more people join a platform, the platform becomes more valuable. This is no different than you know Uber, where as you get more passengers on the platform, it makes it more valuable for drivers and vice versa. Um, in real estate, we haven't really unlocked the same network effects until now. But now, even if you are not an agent at CGL, the fact that Pete and his company is on this platform benefits you and vice versa. And so as these networks, as these biographs become more robust, they become more valuable to every one of the users. And that way, when you walk into a listing appointment, you have better data, you have uh, a better data-driven pricing strategy, you have more sophistication around how to market that listing. And then I guess one of the, there might be some people out there. Uh, well, I've got two 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 points to make. Point number one is this is to my indie broker community. So we're always people are always concerned about you know what to spend money on, what not to spend money on. Real Scout was one of the best investments I did for for PLG, my former indie company before we became uh, Corcoran Global Living. And and so to the indie brokers out there, I would say seriously consider this because it is a real great retention tool. And then. If you are an individual agent out there, I don't know if it's available to individual agents or if it's more on the brokerage level. It, it depends on the it depends on the market. So if you go to realscout.com and you go through the the flow, type in your MLS, um, it will let you know whether or not we're available in your market. In most markets, we are available to agents. All right, amazing. And I understand I'm about uh, CGL, and my guys are about to be guinea pigs once again for real scouts. So I'm sure we can have you back on the show and, and, and review those glorious results um, Absolutely. when they come in. But um, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, Andrew. You're, you're a good mate. You're always, he's at all the conferences. He's always there. You know, <laughs> he knows everyone and he's a super, super, super lovely guy. What, where can people uh, get hold of you on social? Um, Instagram is probably where I'm most active. I'm just a Flackner, A F L A C H N E R. Um, you can also follow real Scott there as well. Um, yeah, other than that, feel free to reach out to me on really any, any social platform. And are we going to be doing a, uh, a back-to-back DJ session or what? Oh yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. I mean, just before today's session, I was listening to your latest set. So, um, <laughs> let's make it happen. That, that should be one of the, uh, that should be like the headline event for the next Inman event is Pete and, and Andrew on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh you know i tell you i'm really enjoying it i haven't dj'd in a long time and then i did it and i'm like oh this is great i remember why i loved it so much i'm gonna do a monthly mix all right in well, my I, spare I, time i put some of my collateral on the show notes so i think you owe it to the audience here to put your uh your latest set in the show notes all right done it's a deal it's a deal <laughs> andrew you are a love thank you for being on the show Thank if you want you. more Always information 
If you want more information, look in the show notes. Um, and I'm sure Andrew will jump on, on the phone with you brokers. He's a lovely, lovely, lovely guy. I've had a wonderful six-year relationship with him. I got nothing but nice things to say. And it's an awesome product. So thank you for being on the podcast, me love. Thank you. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later. Mm.